Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Hi, Brian here. Kevin here. Kimberly here. <laughs> Kimberly here. Um, we know that you're stuck inside like we are stuck inside. We so are. what we've been doing is we've been doing some video chats um, with uh, the three of us. And sometimes we have a special friend join us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, so we are going to be putting out some additional content for you guys to uh, help you get through this quarantine time. Um, so we are doing the same kind of broad-waisted fun, focusing on a couple different things. Really, we're just kind of going through some like, old catalogs of things that we can watch since we desperately miss Broadway. So we're trying to find ways to bring more Broadway to you guys and to share it with, with all of us. And we're really trying to watch things that you can access in your own homes through things yes. like Disney Plus, Netflix, YouTube, uh, Hulu. Let's name some Amazon other fun ones. Prime. <laughs> um, Prime. YouTube TV. YouTube Twitch. TV. <laughs> um, we're going to watch Twitch stuff. That's no, fun. No, 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 no. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, what we're going to do is we're going to actually put the videos, the, the full extended videos onto our Patreon account. So you can find that at patreon.com backslash broadwasted. Those are going to be, I love that. Um, those are going to be in our lowest tier. Um, if you wanted to see the full, but, uh, what we're also going to do is we're going to edit down that, uh, long, long episode into something a little bit more like a broad wasted episode for you here free on the podcast feed. Yeah. So you'll be able to get that by going to anywhere you listen to podcasts. Uh, you're already listening to us now, so you've already found it. But um, Gotcha. <laughs> you, can, you can find it on iTunes, on Spotify. Well, on that note, thank you so much for listening to us. We always appreciate it. You can find us on Patreon. You can find us right here. But now for your regularly scheduled Broad Wasted. Woohoo! That's us. Yeah. <laughs> Did you bring wine? I got the glasses. You guys, I made a quiz. No, I didn't bring anything, but I'm here to have fun. (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast. We're drunk, I'm... We're drunk, I'm theater. We're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and there's a party here in Agrabah. We're one jump ahead of Prince Ali, who came out of thin air. With a friend like me, I'm looking out for me. So forget about love, because you're only second rate. I want to say welcome to the 40 Thieves, but with the Arabian Nights coming, it's a whole new world. Joining us today are the usual speechless father and sons who are proud of your boy, including Kevin, 
are you in or out, Jager? <laughs> <laughs> Not the one that I would have chosen for myself, but I mean, I'm out, so that's fine. Kimberly, our Prince Ali reprise game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. I like a you say reprise and not reprise? No, I just said it fancy that way. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Um, honestly, I have no consistency in how I say it. It really depends on how I think it sounds with the words before. Wait, I think I know the rule, but we can talk about that later. There is a rule? Yeah. yeah. What's the rule? If you if If you're using it as a verb, like he reprised something, it's reprise. But if it's a noun, then it's reprise. Like, oh, he I is didn't. doing a reprise. He is oh. reprising that song later. Really? Did you know that? Oh, good God, no. I don't even know <laughs> what or a verb are. Uh, I was like, is that a thing they tell you once you've been on Broadway? Is that like a secret <laughs> that they let you guys know? Wouldn't know. If that's what they teach you in college, I really wouldn't know it. <laughs> um, and with us today, as you can hear and see, um, are our returning guests from last week's trip to uh, 17 Cherry Tree Lane. They're now journeying with us to Agrabah and beyond. Let's give a big broad waste of welcome to Friends of the Show. Friends of the Show! Kelly Pachoon and Aaron J. Albano! You all ready for this? Welcome! We're happy to have you again. And Maisie. Thanks for having us. Yeah, of course. Well, I'm very excited to be here. As we all know, last week we watched Mary Poppins. This week we decided to enter the universe of Aladdin, and there is a lot to talk about. Um, <laughs> so I think we should just uh, let we'll, let's get started. But first, as we always do, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? <laughs> Aaron, what are you drinking? I took a break from the Three Thieves wine this week because I thought this, I'd change it up. This is the episode to this drink the Thieves. This is literally the time to drink it, Aaron. Oh, man. <laughs> Aaron. Oh, okay. Well, you know, um, I am drinking a concoction of my own tequila and a Patron tequila and San Pellegrino Arianzata Rosa. Ooh, Ooh, yum! It makes this beautiful color That's cute. Um, of a drink. I love oh, it. It's great. Uh, Kimberly? I have wine with a little bicycle on it. Oh. It is D.H. Elliott, a BX blend. A I don't B- know. A BMX a blend? BMX blend. <laughs> is that a blend that's made in the Bronx? <laughs> Also, you know that wine is good when it has a mode of transportation on the label. Agreed. <laughs> what? Um, Kevin, what are you drinking? I am drinking uh, Columbia Crest Merlot because my dad told it told me that it was on Wine Spectator's list, so I bought it. I like the label, how it actually looks like a crest. It does. It's like super fans. That's nice. <laughs> Haley. I'm drinking my normal rosé. Sure. And also, for the record, Haley, you look super cute with the Rosie the Riveter look. Oh, thank you. I think you mean Rosé the Riveter. Rosé the Riveter. (laughs) (laughs) Well done. Bravo, bravo. Kimberly, your hair is especially vibrant. Do you want to tell us why? Oh, I dyed it pink. (laughs) You can't really tell. If you you dangle it in front of your... Your white, white skin. You There, you can see it. <laughs> My paleness helps. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Kimberly, I sympathize. <laughs> um, 
And then I am drinking uh, Tanteo tequila, um, but this time it is on the rocks in a cup, not in my Not uh, in hot tea. tea. Um, Ryan, that's a Broadway World Cup or a Broadway Con Cup. Yeah, this is the Wild Bill's Old Fashioned Soda Pop I got from Broadway Con. Yeah. That's cool. Hey, what is that? It was a it was it's a it's a soda pop booth that they set they set up at a lot of conferences. I saw them at Comic Con as well, where you buy the cup. They fill they have like twelve different types of sodas, like cream and root oh, beer. Oh, they do and that at that. Disney, I think. Yeah, and then Disneylandsk. Yeah. yeah. Well, That's perfect it. timing because we're talking Aladdin now. Boop, 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 boop. So we watched. Um, we watched uh, Aladdin from 1992, the original animated. We watched Return of Jafar, uh, which was the direct-to-video from uh, 1994. Then we watched uh, Aladdin and the King of Thieves, again, also a direct-to-video um, that is from 96. 96. And then we three years apart. Okay. And then we watched the uh, the new live-action one. For those of you watching this on Patreon, we're going to talk about it here. For those of you on the podcast listening to it for free in our um, podcast feed. Um, you'll go to, uh, you have to go to Patreon to listen to our conversation of the, um, the Will Smith live action. Uh, uh, Don't call it the Will Smith live action. <laughs> You're right. What it's would the, you call it, Kevin? It's, it's, the guy, it's the Guy Ritchie live action movie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> listen, at least it had personality. <laughs> anyway, <of> costumes. <laughs> anyway, let's start with everyone's relationship with um let's talk about the three animated ones. Um let's talk let's start with everyone's relationship with it. Um I'll begin long story short, we all I saw Aladdin in theaters. I remember seeing it. I vividly remember seeing it. I remember it being like the greatest thing I've ever seen as a little kid. It was amazing. I still love it. It's it's I think it's my favorite Disney animated from that time period. Um, wow! Absolutely, that's like a deep, that's like an intense thing to say. Well, I also like think it's 1992. I'm, I'm, I'm a little boy. I'm watching this Aladdin adventure. It's genie. I love Robin Williams. It, it all just like the songs are great. It all came together. But I 100% remember watching or my mom buying Return of Jafar. Um, I watched every single episode of the animated series. And I actually, weirdly, I didn't remember any of the songs, but I vividly remembered King of Thieves when I watched it again this time, which is crazy. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So that's my relationship. Um, I, I'll go next. I loved Aladdin. I, I, like, I remember watching it. I think I watched it in the theaters. Um, it was at the same time. It was, it was Aladdin and Newsies were my two, like, big, like, like monumentous movie musicals that like made me want to do this. It was sure. like oh, sit because... in an apartment alone. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> 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 pandemic, that's like exactly what Aladdin made me want to do. Uh, but no, I mean, I mean, I because I remember watching that movie, buying the soundtrack. It's actually a soundtrack. This time. yeah, for sure. <laughs> buying the soundtrack, listening to it over like the tape of the, the soundtrack. cassette tape. Oh, we listened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh huh, and like. I I like I was like I was texting you guys joking that like Brad Kane was my first voice teacher because <laughs> I remember listening to that tape and just trying to sound like Aladdin for yeah. years upon years upon years. When Aaron texted that, both Haley and I took that like four literal, like, literal <laughs> and we're both like, "You studied with him?" <laughs> I was like, "No." <laughs> I'm so the jealous. I, yeah, but no. But the way I would just like 
sing one jump reprise like in like Everything. in elementary school for anyone who would listen to me. Jumping on was, your sofa. Let's yeah. be honest, Aaron, you were in high school. <laughs> it was last week, let's be real. Um and then um Return of Jafar and King of Thieves, I did not watch. Really. Was this your first time watching them? I want to say maybe I watched them, but I blocked them out. So it felt like the first time I watched them, but I did watch the animated series and I didn't realize sure. until now when I was like, oh, Return of Jafar must have bridged the movie, the OD movie. It and the did. It did. Because I remember- The animated series the- started a couple of months before Return of Jafar came out, which is oh, weird. But yeah. King of Thieves is actually the- the finale, finale, the season, the series finale of the animated show. Yeah. Oh, I didn't realize that. That's smart of them. Haley, yeah. what's your relationship? I mean, I'm sure I saw it in theaters. I truly cannot remember. I just grew up being. She was on Broadway by then, so like she didn't have time. <laughs> yeah, I didn't like, have time to watch children's movies. Yeah, I was 16, going on 17. <laughs> um, I was obsessed with Robin Williams as a child. Like any paper or any question someone asked, like, who's your favorite actor? It was always Robin Williams. So I knew that I- still is, except for Colin Farrell. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) All right. It really still is. Um, Let's be real. No one can, he can never be replaced. Um, As we know from this- Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, Dan, so Homer Simpson did an admirable job. He yes. did. He did a very nice job. Um, well, this we'll get to. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. But <laughs> I, I liked the movie. I loved the music. I actually, when I started to play it on my Disney Plus app, mm. I realized that I had started watching it when I was um, in Georgia this last like Christmas time doing Holiday Inn. Like I oh. started watching it and I never finished it. So I was like, oh, I, it's great timing. <laughs> um, and then... Return to Far, when I watched it, I was like, I've never seen this. And then there were a few parts where I was like, I have seen this. Oh, interesting. I don't remember why, because I felt like Aladdin was more of like a guy movie, even though... Yeah. It just was. Totally. Um, so I don't know why some of that was familiar for me, because why would I ever turn that on to watch it? Mm-hmm. And then... King of Thieves, I had never seen. So it was mm-hmm. all brand new to me. But cool. I've always been a big fan of the music of Aladdin. I thought it was really good. Sure. Cool. Kevin? Um, so I saw that Aladdin in theaters and was super into it and loved it. And uh, Return of Jafar, I actually loved as a child. Sure. And we had the, the VHS and I practically <laughs> wore it out. And we'll get to this, but I I called my mother after watching it recently <laughs> and apologized to her for making her sit through it so many times. Um, and she said I was waiting for this phone call that was actually her response. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The King of Thieves I never saw, um, but I did also watch the animated cartoon. So I can't believe I didn't see King of Thieves. Um, mm-hmm. But I I just loved Aladdin because it was I mean as Haley said, it was a relatable story to boys of all kinds. And I'm with Aaron where like, I took the Brad Kane school of voice, (laughs) everything that I sang, like every straight tone that I added, every like almost under the pitch, but like 
basically their tone that I ever created was all Brad Kane. So, so and just like the king of baritones, just like, yeah. like singing in his basement. Like, yeah, he, he, he basement. he's not trying to hit those high C's. Like he's comfortable with a nice, like D above middle C. What a dream career. Well, yeah, uh, right. But based on what you said, Kevin, just some factoids here. Um, uh, it, uh, Return of Jafar um, is the first direct to uh, video animated film by Disney. Oh. Um, it also was. And they the were f- like scared to do that because yes, the, like direct to DVD was like a very like Ooh. dirty market. Take. Take. VHS. VHS. <laughs> right, direct to, to VHS was like a dirty market. Yeah, and it, it was the first American direct to video animated film. Um, and oh. it ended up selling 15 million copies and grossed $300 million. And it became one of the best selling films on a home video ever because it was the first. People loved Aladdin. People were hungry for it. Like, Whoa, you, know, you didn't have to take kids to the movie theater. Exactly. So, Kimberly, what was your relationship with these? History. Similar to Haley, it was a boy movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it wasn't like on the heavy rotation. It's also- Wait, You weren't into a movie about a female who just kind of follows along what men tell her to do? <laughs> what? Yeah, I, I didn't know any better at that time. We just didn't know. <laughs> I just pulled up a photo for you all of Halloween 1993. Yes! Oh, no. Oh, no. A young Kimberly Cooper- in which the this was one of my earliest memories because I was four, and I was just like openly keeping my mind. You mom. were four in nineteen ninety three. Yeah. Oh, that just killed my heart. <laughs> but my mom made me put a white hooded sweatshirt under oh. my Jasmine costume. Oh, that seems right. <laughs> oh my god! There is nothing worse. Than a cold Halloween where you have to ruin your costume because your yes, parents want you to be warm. I'll text this to you guys. That happened uh, to my Phantom of the Opera costume, so no one could see my cape and all the ridiculousness. So they just saw a kid in a winter coat and a mask on. <laughs> <laughs> and my dad had done his best because we didn't buy like a phantom mask. We just like cut the bottom of a goalie mask. <laughs> a phantom. So you looked like like half a Jason. I literally just looked like Jason in a winter coat. <laughs> but guys, That's don't great. worry if you couldn't see the picture. Kimberly will post it so you can see it as well. Yeah. like, and I just texted it to you, fella. <laughs> oh, nice. Let's um. So let's let's dive in here. Let's talk about the first Aladdin, nineteen ninety two. Um. <laughs> I guess, like, let's, who wants to start? Kevin, you want to start? Yeah. So I have notes that I took during the first two movies. So we'll go through some of this. And just, like, these are just random thoughts that I had while I was watching the movie. Because all of you are, like, familiar with it. The music is brilliant. It is one of the most thrilling Disney animated movies that they made. But these are just some thoughts that I had. First of all, um, Abu eats the bread and then he gives it to children. That can't be sanitary. Oh, any, I, I, watching anything now when they shake hands or oh or anything, uh, I'm just like freaking out. I'm just like, yeah. and then I also found a, an issue with the animation because oh, what? when the first prince who's like a, a douche to Aladdin, yeah. sure. like, like leaves because Raja like bit his pants off and you see his like underwear print. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 
the the oh, fabric the fabric that's in Raj's mouth is the underwear. It's his underwear. It's the underwear print. Yeah. Yeah. print. Yeah. Continuity. Well, what's interesting? Goes, like, um, I didn't see no animated butt, so like. The, <laughs> well, what, what talking about the animation? I mean, the animation in this is wonderful. You can even still see some of the pencil lines in it, yeah. which like. I don't know. Usually, like, I feel like if I saw that today, I'd be like, they didn't work hard enough. But like, seeing it from then was just like there was something like very like blood, sweat, and tears that you could feel coming through the screen. If that, that makes sense. So oh yeah. But then, but but the best part is even like even with all that, you could tell this was at the beginning of working with computer. Also, oh yeah, yeah. The, the whole yeah. the whole all sequence on those carpet in the carpet escape, like it's even pixelated, but it's so thrilling. Yeah, kind for of sure. Prepare. You're um, like, I wrote next. Why does the Sultan have crackers in his clothes? Because that seems weird that he's just pulling them out of his like. He's the Sultan. Rest pocket. Um, well, aren't they like super stale? So they've been there for a while. Well, yeah, because Iago is just. Like, <laughs> also, you know what bothered me in this, and I'm going to be upfront with everyone. Why does Iago have teeth? Oh, oh you're right. He has a beak, but they drew the teeth in. It freaked me out. Because you gotta get, oh, get that's right. Freedom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah I, I wrote next that the line when Jasmine says to Jafar, "What was his crime?" She says it really weird, and my sisters and I used to repeat that to each other all the time. Whenever my mom was like punishing one of us, we would all go, "What was his crime?" And my mom <laughs> would get so annoyed. That's Wait, I'm realizing you used to just mine. Disney movies for lines to say with your siblings. Correct. We did that. Yeah, what was last time. week's? Feed the birds. Yeah, last week's like, feed the birds. Top is a bird. So here's a question. What person while watching this again, what mm-hmm. percent of the movie did you know by heart? And I'm talking book scenes and like what percent? Like don't say a hundred, like be real. Re- be I real. Would say at least I could I could have recited this movie sixty percent. Really? Yeah, that sounds fair. That's like so different for because I feel like I, I don't know us girls. I'm like, ooh, I was maybe at a twenty percent. Yeah, I would say oh, I was at like seventy five, eighty. Yeah, I could, I could as well. Because also, all of the characters are so not even they just did. Robin Williams, but they're so like animated in their inflections. Like, God bless Steve from Full House, Scott Weiner. <laughs> like, so good. Yes, the most like expressions too nice but it's like so animated in his yeah yeah for sure in his speaking voice that you remember every Ooh, single don't panic oh. start panicking but the crazy thing is I could do every single one of a booze lines like like I knew like like I literally oh, good. do that again great, like, Brian. Like, like when he's pretending to be Jasmine or like I knew all like like yeah like you like that kind of stuff like I'm dead. So good. Like so when he was good. trying to wake him up from like from in the cave of wonders, he's like, "What?" Oh. With, yeah, with, all the whole, of it. with the whole Tiger King thing happening, did anybody else think that Jasmine is the Tiger Queen? <laughs> I was like, well, especially. I mean, we'll talk about it later, but especially with the live action, I was like, "Who's the handler?" <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what were the rules? Did they? Yeah. Was this a real tiger for certain scenes? And speaking of rules, so first of all, I think we can all admit that the Cave of Wonders scene, especially the jet Aladdin trying to escape the Cave of Wonders, is yeah. possibly the most thrilling 
action sequence I have ever seen in an animated film. And it still 100% lives up. Oh, yeah. What's happening with animation nowadays, it still is there. Yeah. Yeah. And even the color difference in terms of like when he's in the cave and everything is glistening off of the coins and the money and the gems. And then as soon as Abu touches the ruby, um, like even the color changes and like it's much darker and it's more of a fire than a glow. It's just like even visually, it's stunning. Oh, yeah. Speaking of the Cave of Wonders, can we discuss the rules of the Cave of Wonders? Because they're a little confusing. Okay. Because it's like only a diamond or rough can enter, mm-hmm. but he can only touch the lamp and nothing else. Yeah. Right. But it seems, it just seems confusing. Like what, what is the whole point of everything else? Like why is everything else in there? Like why? It's a temptation, right? Like does the, does the carpet not count as a thing you can't touch? Because I don't think so because it's sentient. I mean like essentially it's sentient. Like it's a okay, that makes sense. thing. I don't know. I feel like that was... That was the so one thing I was confused about was I was like, they touched the carpet and that didn't do anything. So why? Oh, right. Out? He steps on it, right? Right at the top. Well, unless yeah. the carpet yeah. wasn't part of the, like, loot, front part of the, the... Yeah, maybe the carpet got there, was stuck. Someone else brought it. Yeah, like maybe it fell out of a bag or something. And then the only other notes I have is I appreciate the not joke when... Uh, which one? Iago makes the joke and he goes, oh. nah. Yeah. And I was like, well, Iago's great. I was yeah. like, that's the 90s. Iago is great in small doses. We'll get to that later. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> this, movie, this movie does an amazing job. So this movie does an amazing job at like highlighting what everyone does well, making sure that everyone's doing their part Um it feels like a full, kind of like when we talked about Mary Poppins, like it feels like a full musical. There's an opening number. There's a reprise that ends the whole, reprise, what did we decide? <laughs> reprise. It, That's a, a reprise. That ends the whole thing. Like the I Want song is in there. And and even like, there's, I, I, I truly love this movie. And, and I'll tell you, the opening sequence is so wonderful. It's so, so good. good. So good. And I like... I like that. What weirds me out is that they frame Return of Jafar with Arabian Nights, but they don't refrain. Yeah. They don't frame King of Thieves with it. Yeah, mm. I thought that too. Why right? bother even the second one if it's not going to be the thing you do? Absolutely. Well, totally. is it, well, I mean, I know we're like we haven't gotten here yet, but like because King of Thieves ends with the Merchant, is the idea that the end all three movies are one story? Maybe that, like that mer- the merchant has been telling Possibly. the whole time. Yeah, I would think so. I mean, I kind of looked at it as that because I never watched the animated series, mm-hmm. so that makes sense to me. I didn't. I'm know like, we have been here for years. <laughs> if yeah. this Where is the big girl? story that this merchant has been selling. <laughs> my last, my last note that I have about the movie. I mean, we can talk about how incredible the animation is, how incredible the characters are, and all that. But I just have to say, and I know this is going to open up a good like conversation for all of us, but Robin Williams was so freaking good just oh, yeah. at everything. And it's like his comedy is, is warming and beautiful and fun and his characterization is incredible. And it's like, you know, it's Robin Williams, but like he's so ingrained with the genie that it just works so well. But like... The few moments where the genie gets like real are so absolutely beautiful. Oh my, my food is here. So just while I'm getting my food, you guys discuss how amazing Rob Williams is. 
He's so good. Also, flawless. I talked about this before about how when I was watching movies really young, it took me a while to realize who people were. Sure. I like remember I was like, that's the genie. And I went, what? Oh my gosh. This is Doubtfire is also genie, is also Jack. Right. Jack. I loved Jack. Patch Adams also. Oh, Patch Adams. Those are those are not the two Robin Williams movies this side. <laughs> I was like, that's B- Peter Banning. Yeah, see. Gumanji. Yeah. Gumangi, I think it's pronounced Gumangi. Oh, yes, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, no. I mean, Robin Williams is, like, again, we because we've seen in other iterations of the genie, without knocking the other iterations of the genie. No. Robin Williams is untouchable. And I think, I think one of the things, even more than what Kevin was saying about um, the, the juxtaposition of him being wild and funny and then like really bring it home. I think that like the consistency, there's something that Robin Williams does that a lot of people cannot do physically or emotionally or mentally is even though he's going on tangents, doing all the voices, doing all the things his objective and the core of what he's doing in every scene is completely connected. He never strays from what he's trying to do. Like everything is based on what he is trying to get out of Aladdin as opposed to it. None of it seems look at me, look at me, even though the genie is very much look at me, look at me. It is all for the sake of Aladdin. And like, he's just so good at balancing that with just like being funny and doing all these things. And quite frankly, like to me, the, the Cave of Wonders sequence with Friend Like Me and, and from beginning to end where, oh, 10,000 years ago, it'd be such a crick in, a mat, uh, in the neck to here, 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 here. You know, like the, that whole sequence is to me like super iconic. I can like literally recite it to you verbatim. But <laughs> as a kid, I didn't understand the like all, all of the references. No. But like it was still so entertaining. You didn't need to know them to understand them. And like everything... Yeah. And and I'm sure Kevin, you're referencing the um, when he's free. Spoiler alert! When he gets well, free, when he speak, even before he gets free, when he speaks about what it would mean <clears throat> to him to be free, mm-hmm. when he's first telling him how like somebody has to wish him to be free, like when he's explaining that, he becomes so real that like I honestly get choked up so quickly. Yeah, and then when That's he insane. realizes he is free at the end. There is like you can't not be like emotionally you have like a frog in your throat like when that happens just because he is able to on a dime switch and be so heartfeltly emotional and it's because he knows how to do comedy the right way where it's not just like slapstick but it's comedy that like makes you love him right yeah so that like when he gets emotional in any sense even when he's telling Aladdin like like. Like when he hugs Aladdin at the end and is yeah. saying goodbye, like I cannot help but get a tear in my eye just because he's so he earned it because he's so authentically in our hearts. Mm-hmm. And and I think that because we're watching it from the point of view of Aladdin, we get to fall in love with him as opposed yeah. to this being his journey. And I I mean not to be a Debbie Downer or dark, but like you know, I think that you know you in this role, you really see into kind of the psyche of what he was probably going through that no one knew um, in terms of the idea of freedom, of being 
you know, freed from whatever he was going through. And that, I mean, I think in hindsight, watching this movie, obviously, I think that um, adds to the effect it may have on you at the end of the film. Yeah. And also just to kind of discuss the Rob Williams situation, we'll get there like after we talk about everybody's thoughts, but like Rob Williams was not in the second film and there is a very publicized reason about why he is not. Yeah. Oh, why? We could why? Do Rob, so Rob <laughs> Williams agreed to do the voice of the genie for Aladdin. And yeah. this was one of the first ever experiences when a non like trained voice actor who's a no name, like not no name. That's a terrible thing to say, but like not like a celebrity was sure. playing a voice actor. He was one of the first ever celebrities to do voiceover. Oh. And, and Robin Williams agreed to do Aladdin on the SAG pay scale instead of his normal, at this point, $8 million a film ask price for a movie. So he accepted, he did Aladdin for only $75,000. Wow. And his contract stipulation was, I will do this for the SAG pay scale and not for my asking fee. But my requirement is that you will not use my voice or my name in any marketing materials for the movie or any toy selling like ventures that you do. And also the image of the genie as a supporting character will not be bigger than 25% of a poster. Interesting. And, and so Disney decided to get around that by using 25% of the poster to put the genie, but then making every character exponentially smaller so even though he's only 25% of the poster, he's the biggest character on the screen. Mm -hmm. And then they just full on broke the contract by using his name and voice in all of their like deals with McDonald's and all these other companies to sell toys. So they literally lied to him and broke contract and used his mm -hmm. name and voice in order to sell toys and do their tie-in market. So he was like, screw Disney. So Rob Williams has this like famous cop, like famous um, quote yeah. where he said that Mickey Mouse only has three fingers because he can never actually pick up a check. Ooh. <laughs> so he was like very publicly angry at Disney, which is why he refused to do the second film. And the reason he did the third film was because a, the CEO of Disney changed and then the new CEO made a public apology to Robin Williams and said, I'm so sorry for how Disney treated you. That was so wrong. And then he only agreed to do the third film because they gave him a million dollars. Wow. Oh, work. Okay. But he was trying to do the movie, but he didn't want to be used for like the evils of like marketing to like sell toys. Right, to because if they did do that, then he should be paid what he. Yeah, absolutely. Right. So they made a sh like a crap ton of money off of him for only $75,000 worth of work. Wow. That's so that's, that is why he didn't do the second film. And he was very, very public about it. Wow, I had no idea. Yeah, I didn't either. Did he do? He didn't do the series, I assume. Then either. No, no. It was. It was. It was still uh, Dan um, Castanella. I, I don't Castanella. remember. Um, who Castellaneta? Yeah, did the. Um, he did Return of Jafar and the. Aaron series. knows if it's if it's a if it's a noun we say Castellanella. <laughs> <laughs> um, who did Jasmine in the series? Everybody else was the same. 
Yeah, except for their else solo. came back, except for the well, singer. Jasmine's voice changed from. Except for uh, the singing voice. Yeah, Linda Larkin no. played the same. Linda Larkin played Jasmine through all three movies. All three. Oh, oh. and then um, because her voice sounded different. But her voice sounded completely different well, in the second. Linda Larkin, her singing, her singing voice went from. Her singing voice went from Leia Salonga. I did a lot of research. Another fun fact, Linda Larkin's voice is naturally high-pitched, but Disney refused to hire her to play Jasmine in the movie unless she would be willing to speak in her lower register to play the character. Great. And so she agreed, and so she did the first movie in the lower register, but as she got older, it was harder for her to, like, access a lot of those deeper notes so that's why her voice sounds like it's changing is because she was like her voice as she got older she couldn't hit those like deeper tones that she was forcing her voice to do in the Weird. heaven is a historian i always okay. go I sometimes i go in for a lot of voiceovers and i've been in a few times for things that they're like we need a voice match for this you know thing in particular and they'll send you you know the link of what you're supposed to sound like and most of the time it's a celebrity because they don't want to pay the celebrity right you have to match your voice and with her voice in the second movie there were a few moments where i was like wow that actor and i love the imdb app i'm always up on that of like mm-hmm. did this but i don't know why i didn't that didn't stick with me with jasmine but Watching the second one, I was like, wow, that actor did an incredible voice match because there were a few isms here and there of Jasmine's voice where I was like, that is exactly what she sounds like and what she does. <laughs> yeah, this is it like, was her. Yeah, it was because she just was trying to match her younger self being able to do the deeper voice. But like as she got older, she couldn't do it as well. It's not even very deep. No, uh, I know. This is apparently her voice in real life is very high pitched. Oh, interesting. Hmm. Did um for the first one, was there anything that stood out to you this time on like your 12th rewatch or whatever it was that you just didn't remember or you you forgot you loved so much? Prince Ali. I love that number. Um so we much. got the monkeys. We got the monkeys is the best dance in the whole thing. <laughs> we got the monkeys. We got the monkeys. <laughs> the best. We got the monkeys dances. There's nothing better. I That's love that number so much. And I forget how good it is every time it starts. And then I'm like, oh my God. Like, it's the best. And again, he's so, he makes it, the song is good. And Robin Williams elevates it. Yeah. yeah. Elephantates it. And the choreography of the animation is so good. Oh, yes. yeah. That number. I also was going to say, like, a big shout out to Tim Rice. Like, we all know that Tim Rice is incredibly talented. Sure, yeah. Like, Howard Ashman is the one who actually pitched the idea to Disney to do an animated Aladdin musical. Mm-hmm. Ah. And he wrote a 17-song, like, musical adaptation with Alan Menken. And they cut all of his songs except for... Uh, he wrote Friend Like Me. He wrote uh, Prince Ali. And he wrote uh, the opening Arabian Nights. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then he died because he, from complications to AIDS. Mm-hmm. And so he only, he was like in a hospital and he was like 80 pounds and couldn't speak, but they were able to tell him that Aladdin did well. But like he could only do a certain number of songs before he couldn't like physically write anymore. And so they brought in Tim Rice to finish the rest with Alan Menken. And I think it's incredible that there, it sounds like one voice. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Movie, 
and like the narrative and the speaking, like the tone of the musical aspects of this are so like strong, even though three people, like three of the songs were written by Mencken and someone else. And then four of yeah. the songs were written by Mencken and a different lyricist. That's so interesting. What I do remember, go no, go for it, Aaron. From what I remember, it, I think a lot of the old Ashman, Ashman Mencken songs made it into the Broadway show. Like, I know like, yeah, oh, really? Yeah, so so they took a lot of that mm-hmm. that catalog and put it in the Broadway show. Like Proud Every Boy is, I think. Oh, good. Ash- Ashman and Minkin. Yeah, Ashman yeah. wrote Proud of Your Boy because he wrote yeah. a whole yeah. story because like other. Right, because in the original one, he was like trying to. Pr- a lot of his motivation was that he was trying to prove something to his mother and blah blah blah. And you Disney, guys, I'm learning so much. And the Disney CEO at the time said. Uh, X the mother, lose the mother, we don't need the mother. And Howard Ashman like, was deeply fighting to keep the mom storyline. Oh, you that... mean the CEO of Disney in the early 90s didn't like mothers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big thing because like, Howard Ashman pitched the idea of Aladdin and they yes. were like really working on it. And then they were like kind of stalled. And then Disney reached out to them. We're like, can you two, Alan Macon and Howard Ashman, can you just write Beauty and the Beast? Because they were trying to make Beauty and the Beast as a non-musical movie. <laughs> and they were like, this isn't working. Can you help us? And Howard Ashman knew he was getting sick. And so he was like, I don't want to, fo- I want to focus on Aladdin. This is my dream. And they were like, please just help with Beauty and the Beast. So he wrote Beauty and the Beast. And then apparently the night of the Oscars, when they won for Beauty and the Beast, is the night that Al- Howard Ashman told Alan Menken that he had tested positive for HIV. And was going through all of that. Lord. This is supposed to be happy, Kevin. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. <laughs> I find this stuff so fascinating. Because no. I, it's just, I didn't see that, that, that time so in history. Yeah. And that time in history is just so interesting. And the way that these two things kind of overlapped in that time. Oh, yeah. Is, is, is beyond interesting. Um, the documentary that's really good about this time is Waking Sleeping Beauty. It's on yeah. Disney+. Plus. They have that entire story about it also. Oh, it's next on my queue. And that's the big <laughs> yeah. thing. It's like Howard Ashman was so important to like the golden age of Disney because he is literally the person who said to them, musical theater and what you do should be married, which is why he mm-hmm. did all this, like what Aaron was raving to us about, his like, master classes with Disney animators. Mm-hmm. He was, it's, it's literally Howard Ashman's work that brought us all of the brilliance that is Disney because he taught them what we do in musicals is exactly what you should be doing to create family movies. Wow. Yeah. Um, so like so, how about a big cheers to Howard Ashman. Cause for like sure. yeah. made this. Cheers. Work. Cheers. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW group. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day, Lil. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. I mean, I'm sure we'll talk about it throughout, but um, any we're, we'll move on to Return of Jafar. Um, but any last thoughts, at least for right now, on the animated Aladdin? It still holds up. Yeah. It does still hold up. It still holds up. Like every single aspect of it, the animation, even the quality of it. I know you said that some of it gets a little like fuzzy here and there, but like it's still really good. The story is great. The seamlessness of going from um, book to song, like the performances, like it's all spot on. Yeah, It's such a strong movie, even being what, over... 25 years old at this point, like 20, what, eight years, 27 years. Yeah. It's I still count. I don't. Well, I, think, <laughs> I think something that Kevin said really resonated with me where like, it feels like one voice. I feel like a lot of times, even today, like even in Mary Poppins returns, like it felt like five different voices trying to make something happen. The tone of the tone alone in what Aladdin is doing is so consistent, even though you have these grounded voice actors like Linda Larkin and, and Steve from Full House, you know, but then you have on the other side, these you have Robin Williams being nuts. You have Gilbert Gottfried being crazy. You have Jonathan Freeman kind of like in between doing yeah. like the very serious, but also like all of his puns when he's turning them into like, when, when, um, when he's turning the rug into a, into a spool and he's, yeah. turning a, you know, like, like, all, like it's it, the tone of the movie is true. You're unraveling quick boy. Yeah. Like, yeah. So brilliant. It's, and it's so <laughs> stupid at the same time. And it's wonderful. Also um, just fun little fact. Um, the animation for Aladdin, the original movie, was based off of the uh, caricatures and animation that's been done by uh, Al Hirschfeld. Mm-hmm. Um, who is a... <laughs> I'm assuming Kevin's the... You're also surprised Kevin's the only one who read Wikipedia. <laughs> <laughs> Are you really for Kevin? I thought that was super fun to think no, that, like, cool. great of Broadway that, like, somebody who has a theater named after them was the inspiration for this movie. Yeah. Um, quick, favorite song from this movie? We'll go around. Oh. Uh, go Prince here. Ali. Prince Ali. Okay. Mm, the Prince Ali reprise. Yes. It is the most underrated. It is the best villain song they've written in a while. Yes. Oh, yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. It's a, it's a perfect. I mean, it's terrifying. The, no, the... the it's it's the one the one jump reprise is the best song of this entire movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I actually think that "Friend Like Me" is the best one in this movie. I'd like to share an acting exercise with you all. Um, when I was in high school, I went to the Walnut Street Theater Camp. And we did Aladdin Junior. Oh, of course. And I was narrator number one. Oh, of course. Yeah, <laughs> I started the show. It was very good. Um, our very white Aladdin and very white Jasmine existed, <laughs> but I <laughs> sitting in rehearsal and like before the one jump reprise, the director was like, you're out of breath. You've been running around. She goes, she goes, run around the studio right now. And she made him do like 25 laps and then start the scene. And we were like, 
mean? And we were like, what? <laughs> Dedication. If you ever want to start a scene, just run 25 laps around the studio. You can't start heavy panting. You can't really run the 25. Well, that's, yes. that's, that's like that story with the guy from The Graduate. What's his name, Brian? Dustin Hoffman? Yeah. Dustin, <laughs> Dustin Hoffman was in a movie where he had to like be out of breath. So he ran around like Central Park. And then like he came out, like he, like uh, Sir Lawrence Olivier came out of his trailer. So, so he, it's the movie, The Marathon Man. And I think the yeah. story you're looking for is that he's supposed to be up for days and he stayed up for days and then ran and ran. And then he came to set and he couldn't focus. And like Olivia was like, bro, like it's called acting. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Wait, how did you get from the graduate to marathon? Man? It's the same thing. <laughs> All right. So let's talk for Turner um, Jafar. And no, I, I do. To, yeah, I we don't care. Aaron. And but, so, no. Erin, <laughs> <laughs> do you have something what really? What was it, Aaron? What was it? Aladdin? Um, I really enjoyed both the one jump ahead and one jump ahead reprise. A, because the reprise is basically the I want song of the show. Yes. And, and B, one jump is basically Belle from Beauty and the Beast where it's setting up the world that we're watching in the movie. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so both of those songs, probably both of those songs in tandem are my favorite song of the movie. That's fair. And- that song "One Jump" with Brad Kane might be like the sexiest sounding Disney song I've ever heard. Yeah, I I would agree. There's something very sexy about it. Yeah, yeah. It also doesn't hurt that he's shirtless the whole time. Why do you have a vest but no shirt, bro? Trade the vest for a shirt. Oh, here's well, a question, Kevin. You did hear this, right? That like initially they the character animators were modeling um, Aladdin. Uh, against um, Michael J. Fox, but then they decided that Michael J. Fox was not sexy enough, so they changed <laughs> to Tom Cruise. Changed to who? To Tom Cruise. Oh. Oh. Mm-hmm. Wait, how long do we think the uh, A Whole New World, when they go uh, around the whole world... Yeah, how do they how, go around the entire world? Literally the entire world. It? How long do you think it took them? Carpet. I mean, does anyone want to go to a two and a half week first date? <laughs> <laughs> Literally, they go from, wait, they go, where did, what did I say? They went from Egypt to uh-huh. Greece to, to China. China and everywhere yeah, they in between. ended China, you said. Like, um, how fast are they going? That's magic. at Santa Claus speed. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 Like the people in Dumb and Dumber where, like, snot is pouring out of their yeah. <laughs> Oh, you know what I also thought about? The score of this movie, just like the in-between parts and, and, and in between the songs, I mean, like the moment where they come back, for this made me think of it, when they come back from A Whole New World and then like she goes back in, they kiss, she goes back in and then he like falls backwards and it, and it crescendos. Like it's just like, I, I, that moment is so ingrained in my it's head so where good. he falls it's back iconic. onto the carpet. It's so yeah. good. And a fun fact to transition us into Return of the Jafar is... Kevin Return, I love it. Return of Jafar has no original songs. The songs are recreations of songs from the original film. Yeah. So every song in Return of Jafar is a song from Aladdin where they just wrote a new melody over existing music. It's like Frozen 2. Interesting. <laughs> So let's start with Return of Jafar, but first I do want to apologize. 
making everybody watch this piece of garbage. <laughs> I took Old Return of Jafar on VHS and thought it was good when I was little. My sister loved Aladdin. Yeah, that's what Kevin just said. I thought it was yeah. good too. And watching it now, it's like, oh no, what did we do? So can bad. we just give? Can we just? It's give an a hour, out? and I couldn't get through it. <laughs> I was can so we just give a shout out to Disney Plus because that is this generation's home videos. Yeah, yeah. Like, Cheers to Disney Plus Disney because Plus. they have way better content than Return of Jafar. You know how HBO, like when you hit something on HBO, it does the like do do, and then like the fuzzy HBO thing. When yeah. You, okay. I have notes. Plus, whenever you're ready. Sound of opening the VHS container. Oh my God, yes. A clamshell noise. <laughs> so, all right, my big first note is yeah. costuming. <laughs> Why is Aladdin, who just got away from being a street rat, still wearing street rat clothes? Well, and why does the genie have the like chains? He has, he, he has his shackles back on. It's what so weird. Why, why is this a thing? Well, Does he I, have um, legs in this movie the entire time? Because when he's free, he gets legs, right? Yeah. Well, he has legs in the first one. Right, right, right. But like... He only has legs? Does he only have legs in the second I one? I really can't remember. These are, I'm pretty sure he only has legs in the second one. Okay. I don't know. But I, don't know. I will say, who walked in to the writer's room and said, guys, I have an idea. We make Iago the main character of the of the Aladdin sequel and give Gilbert Godfrey two songs. There's actually somebody oh, two songs. My thought was he must have really good agents. <laughs> so when they were writing yeah. the show, there was, a, there was a person at Disney who said that they were so enthralled with the Iago character, they wanted to explore it more. And that's oh, where they I mean, Iago is their companion in the animated series. Yeah. And so I figured it was just like their, their, their carryover. That was how they... Yeah, but like, I wrote that too. I was, like, I was like, why does Iago have two songs? And why is one of them a duet with friend of the show, Liz Calloway? Like, <laughs> I will never forgive Disney for making Liz Calloway sing with Gilbert Godfrey. Never. <laughs> and, you know, my biggest problem with Return to Far is poorly written. It's a garbage fire. However, my biggest problem with this and um, King of Thieves, which I like more than this. Um, mm-hmm. Me too. Is that... It just ignores every single lesson they learned from the first one. And yes. they and they have to learn the same lessons again, but poorly. Like mm-hmm. the, the 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 arc of the characters, every single character, even like Jasmine, who doesn't really do much in the first one, which is unfortunate. Like from point A to point B, like actually learn something. The genie is free, this and that. And this one, they just like they double, they, they backtrack on everything. Aladdin's lying the same way. It's just like it's so mm-hmm. stupid. I'm so mad. I adore that on Disney Plus, the description of Aladdin, the original movie, oh, yes. says Aladdin and Jasmine work together to stop Jafar. And it's like, all of a sudden, I'm like, no, she is a secondary Why? character who literally he acts like property the entire movie. He literally says, I'm going to go stay here, like multiple times. <laughs> <laughs> like she, she is literally property that entire movie, but they Disney realized like, that's not okay, but like, this is a great movie. So let's, like, let's just. Oh my God. You know, but also Jasmine is like 
an idiot in the second movie. Like, at least yeah. in the first one, she's not. I was idiot, offended. But she's like, yes, she's totally. Like she's a product of the times, and like, she's stuck in an area where like men are controlling what she does, and like that's a sad enough story, but like that is what would have happened to her at that time period. But like, she's like actually a moron in the second movie. She's the dumbest person ever. So they made her in. He's they more memorable in the hour lot. of the second one for being so stupid. Like, literally, she's so dumb. Why does she put a jeweled, a jeweled flower that is not real in a vase with a real flower? Like, <laughs> that made me so mad. Also, Jafar's barely in Return of Jafar. <laughs> and let's just, we, we it's, all know it's it. Jason it's Alexander the whole time. Iago on zero. That's what it should be called. Yeah. It should be called Aladdin 2, the Iago story. Yeah, like, or like, what was the third, the uh, the third Lion King is like, Lion King one and a half, like Timon and Pumbaa do, you know. Yeah. Yeah. You mean Simba's friend? But like, <gasps> and let's, let's no, just, no, 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 no. I'm talking about the third one. Let's just say it now. I mean, Hot Lion? Or Dan Castanella. Yeah. The, the genie is so annoying in this movie. He's annoying. He really He's, there's is. nothing charming about it. There's and that's because like he does Dan Castanella is it's it's also because the writing doesn't give him the chance to, but he's not Robin Williams in the way that he can turn on a dime and be riffing his face off and then all yep. of a sudden be sincere. And I will say he did a pretty good job though. There yeah. again back to what I was saying. Yeah. Earlier, he did a great job moments of trying to be that voice double of Robin Williams. Absolutely. And I mean, that's the heart that he had the hardest job out of any single person on oh, that yeah. entire film. Yeah, yeah. it is a, it, it, they are huge <laughs> shoes to fill, and I thought he did. He did admirably. I think yeah. he didn't. He didn't hit it out of the park. But I think no. he did. But you're right. He was annoying. But they wrote. They, those right, like they wrote Robin Williams they, as opposed to letting Robin Williams do it. Correct. So it doesn't make sense. It was a writer's right. room trying to recreate what happened than letting Robin Williams do the magic. And yeah. then, I mean, not to not skipping ahead, but then when you get to three and you realize it is Robin Williams, there's literally this weight that comes off of you, like. Yes. Oh my God, I'm back. And then you sit up and you start watching the movie again because you're so excited. beautiful in, that, in this movie because it's just so honest and real. Even though like the third movie decidedly does not have as good writing as the first movie, like his performance is so real that you're just like, it's a shitty no. joke, but like you made it work. Yeah. Also, um... The fact that Aladdin decides to do all these things without taking the genie, why would you ever leave your house without your magical friend? It doesn't make sense. He's like, I'm, I'm going to a dangerous situation. Let me leave the magic friend back. I'll take the bird. Like, no. Yeah. That doesn't even make sense. Bird and the monkey. Right. What are you doing? What are you doing? Right. Such poor decision making. And also, like, nobody wanted George from Seinfeld in any of these movies. Like, <laughs> no one. Hey, Jason Alexander is a Tony-winning actor who is incredibly talented. He is, but, like, I didn't need him in Aladdin. I mean, I didn't need Return of Jafar. <laughs> um, I mean, anything else you want to say about Return of Jafar? Jonathan Freeman's great. Oh yeah, he's great. Yeah, it he just should have. He gets a whole song. I yeah, finally. Really not, 
I was just very yeah, confused in Return of Jafar about who was being asked to sing. Because, like, we have a musical going on here, and you're giving a song to the genie, who is not Rob Williams. That first song is rough. Two songs to Iago, and then one song to Jafar. I was just like, what is happening? Well, Kimberly, you made a good point earlier where, like, I actually started watching Return of Jafar and got a little bit excited because it started with Arabian Nights. I was like, cool, they're bookending each movie with, like, we're telling a story. And then the second that, like, it, it went to it, I also remembered, like, oh, right, this is not the same vibrant animation. This is the, this is the, the animated series, animation. animated series, exactly. So it's even not- looking at it wasn't as vibrant and fun. No. Yeah, it was not a fun thing to have on the TV. Yeah, totally. No. It's an hour and I zoned out. It was 69 <laughs> minutes and I was like, when will this end? <laughs> Yeah, the animation difference between one and two, when two started, I was like, oh, God. Yeah, and I don't you don't know. realize what a difference that makes until at least you're watching it in order. But I guess I could pull up two at any time and just be like, this looks terrible. Because <laughs> well, even the, the, there was a lot of like facial inconsistencies, like Aladdin looked different, like yeah, like weirdly Picassoed at some point. He was like very yeah. was much stockier. Yeah, at, at the was. time when Disney was like being hounded about, like in critics who were saying that the animation was so poor compared to the original, Disney said that the excuse was if they had kept it as a main film to be like released in theaters with like great animation, it would have taken five to six years to come out. Mm-hmm. So they said because they did it the way they did it to get it out quickly, they used different animation, so it took only two years. Well, they wanted yeah. to sell their TV show. Yeah, so yeah. they trying to sell yeah. the TV show. Um, any last thoughts about Return to Jafar? Nope. No bueno. Oh. <laughs> All right, so now we're going to talk King of Thieves. King of Thieves came out in 96. Um, in 96, this was the series finale for the animated series. Um, Gary as- Orbach. As Kevin said, he came, uh, what's his name, came back, um, uh, Robin Williams. And obviously that's like a a nice, uh, like, and like Haley said, it was like a weight off your shoulders. We're like, okay, yeah. we're good. Um, hey, Brian, he got money this time though. He got that money. Brian, did, did it air on TV first and then it got released to home video? Or did um, it- I, I think it was just released to video. Oh, okay. Um, and, uh, this is, uh, this is fine. I remember this one because I remember Aladdin's father. I remember the Midas hand being the thing. Um, I remember them trying to get married. Like I, I vividly remember this one weirdly. I didn't remember any of the, um, the genie stuff. Yeah, me neither. That makes sense. Because he's with Jasmine the whole time. Like, I don't understand why he didn't take him. Like, I'm going to a dangerous place where the 40 thieves are. Let me bring my magical friend to help me. He's like, let me bring the bird. <laughs> We're fine. Yeah, I didn't get any of that. And also, like, we still like Iago, but he's proving he's a bad guy. Like Again? Again. Well, that's the yeah. thing. In between, they trust Iago because they've been hanging out with him for, like, you know, 96 episodes. Mm-hmm. And then you have... But it just, again, they don't learn their lessons. Like, it's the same mistakes they're making. Right. 
Yeah. And it's very frustrating in that way. I will say one of the one of my biggest frustrations with this, because I did like it more than I liked sure. Return of Jafar. And Mrs. Doubtfire's in it, so that's all I cared about. It was that so too. fun. <laughs> well, and that's also this movie are intense. The what? They're like references and Easter eggs. So like- much more. They amped it up. They they probably honestly what they probably did was in the first one they were probably uh, they were nervous. He did so much. You can watch his videos on YouTube of him keep going and then like animating to it. But I'm sure they cut it down and tried to streamline it. In this one, they were like, "Who cares? Like whatever you want to do, do it." Yeah. Do you think that? Um. Well, I'll, I'll get to that in a second. Do you think that his because Mrs. Doubtfire was in it, Forrest Gump was in it, all of these different movies were in it. And I was like, wait, were those all secret Disney movies? Like, because... <laughs> no. No. <laughs> but, I mean, there are a ton of Disney references, like the Steamboat yeah, Willie. So and him. There's so many Disney references. They had a full, like, princess moment where he went through all yeah. the different princesses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. I was like... Are those, I didn't know if those are, were, like, all touch-tone movies or if they were Forrest all... Gump produced by Disney? I think I don't I think, think so. <laughs> Not like, like actual, not not like Disney, Disney, but like if they were touchstone movies or they were Miramax movies, I was like, wait, is that something, well, something that they have to I pay for? Is that I don't think property? so. But also remember at that time, like, oh my God, sorry. Okay. Remember at that time though, like the only thing to do was to go to the movies. So yeah. like, and those films were so they were so important with our pop culture For sure. that every single person knew them. Nowadays, like if you were to quote from like, I don't even, what, uh, uh, what won best picture this year? This current year? You will, it'd be hard because it was in Korean. Parasite. It was Parasite right. one. But like, if you were to make a joke about Parasite, like in, let's say Aladdin were released today, like, only a small percentage of people would actually get that. Like, like my you could make a frozen joke and everyone would probably get it at some point today. Probably, but it would have to be broad. Yeah, it'd have yeah. to be like, let it go. it have to be a let it go joke. Yes. It would have to be. Yeah, whereas then, like, I mean... Although Kimberly lives in that world. Biggest star ever. And at that time, the only thing to do was go see movies, you know? Yeah. So, you yeah. Yeah. Really it's, like, it's very telling that we all got the Mrs. Doubtfire joke. Yeah, right. Yeah, that's very telling because, like, you can't pick a movie that universally everyone will get the joke. Yeah, it's also a, that's also very telling of Rob Williams' star power that he was so iconic that we all knew all of these roles he played. I'll tell you, right. the warmth that I felt in my heart um, was not was <laughs> I'm okay. I don't have the corona, but the warmth that I felt in my heart when when like. When I, I w- honestly, I wasn't even looking up at the screen at that point, and I heard Euphigenia Doubtfire in my ears, and I looked up like like a little kid again. It was I know crazy. Yeah, totally. I gagged. I loved it so much. Wait, Aaron, you were um, supposed you were saying something. Before. Aaron has a Aaron has a point that's very good. Oh yeah. Oh, when, I hope it's oh, terrible. <laughs> no, I don't. I, that's a lot of pressure. No, I mean the one thing that I will say about the one thing that I had issues with with the movie, which ha- which struck me a little odd is that Aladdin's father's name is Kasim, who is also the name of the thief at the beginning of the original movie, mm-hmm. who is also the name of, a, of Aladdin's friend in the Aladdin Broadway show. And that was a little 
because originally Howard Ashman wrote the show for Aladdin, his three buddies, and one of them was Kasim. But that's where it got a little icky for me because it, I was like, okay, you're going to recycle the same this, name, like, Middle Eastern name sure. on three different characters in your property. That's where. Yeah, that was my have it be like a friend and then the dad. That's- also, the dad's a hunk. He's the bad. Dad, the dad, dad, dad. Sorry, the dad can get it. But dad, the the voice of Gimli on the yeah, the I know that's dad. the weird part. No, but it actually works for me. Like I'm oh. okay with that. Yeah, all right, all right. He was a hunk. Yeah. Those like the salt and pepper. Yeah, uh, he was hot. And also, this is what I thought Aaron was going to say because we had texted about it. I'm. I was going to say this next if you didn't. Yeah, the King of Thieves has a surprising amount of death. Especially yes. the death that is brought yes. up at the hands of Aladdin. Yeah, like, yes, that character comes back. But, like, in the moment, Aladdin thinks he murdered somebody. And his right. father let his son murder somebody. Yeah. And then his father well, and then they does murder him. Yeah. yeah. They actually murder him at the end. In the right. same way in Return of Jafar, Jafar dies at yes. the end of that movie. And yeah. he dies in lava. I'm yeah. like, oh, Yo. that lava scene is crazy. But I'm it's just, ridiculous. Yeah, I was just like, well, I guess we're really comfortable with death at this point. But because- Disney did that a lot. I mean, Bambi, um, Dumbo. Uh, Frollo falls off the, is murdered by falling off the tower. Yeah. I get, yeah. yeah. But also, is like, Scar not- is eaten by hyenas. There were a yeah. lot. There Ursula were a gets lot. popped. There I guess that's real, of, so maybe it's nothing. There it's were a, a lot of thing. guns in this movie. So Gu- many guns. Oh, gun? yeah. guns? Guns? So many guns. I don't think I noticed. Oh, God, I did. As I poured some, as they, I poured some tequila. They constantly <laughs> were, were, like, displaying guns. The genie was making jokes about guns. They were, like, Every time the genie turned into something, half the time it was like yeah, like he did. The, he said Stallone and Schwarzenegger a lot with like yeah. Rambo and stuff like that. Right. That's a good point. And then like wow. yes, they they changed it so that when he shot the gun, it was shooting lasers and not bullets. But like that was something that was very clear to me that I was like, oh, this is an early '90s film where we're not thinking about like right all of the things we did. Guns. Yeah. Well, today's guns are handshakes, right? <laughs> Or sneezes. Yeah. Mm. Um, wait, Aaron, there's there's a cooler above your head, and it, it, every once in a while, I'm like, do you have an Aladdin hat? <laughs> Are you wearing a fez? <laughs> there it is. Wearing a blue fez. <laughs> um, so any, anything that, that was a good observation. Anything else that stood out to you in, in uh, uh, King of Thieves? I keep wanting to say Prince. Yes. Why does Aladdin not wear shoes? Street rat. Right, but he's not anymore. And oh, also with Jasmine forever. Not out of the street, but you can't. At the end of the movie, he and, he and Jasmine decide to go see the world. And I was like, girl, <laughs> you guys saw the world in three and a half minutes in the first movie. We've <laughs> <laughs> already done it. <laughs> you saw that world. Like oh, the magic carpet, and based on what time period, like it takes for the magic carpet to fly. You can see the whole world in 20 minutes and you can come right <laughs> back and rule your kingdom. Like, <laughs> uh, I mean, I, I'm very happy that these movies didn't get worse and worse. I mean, it was a huge like opposite bell curve 
but like Oh, yeah, um, it was definitely like a, oh, yeah. 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 yeah, I mean, the third one's not great, but, like, Robin Williams at, at, at least, like, makes it more tolerable. The songs are much better than the second yeah, one. The one. Mm-hmm. What'd you say? Who wrote the songs? For the third one? I will um, say that this whole weekend I've been singing to myself, there's nothing in the world, nothing in the whole wide world. There's nothing in the world quite like a friend. That's in the second one? Yeah. That yeah. sounds awful. It's like the second I don't remember any of the songs from the second and third one. That is the genie song that Jasmine and Aladdin join in at the end. Wow. Jasmine does the what world? Of course. <laughs> um, I did have out of thin air stuck in my head in the shower today. Which one? Out of thin air. Oh, that song was awful. I thought that was trash. It was not good, but it was stuck in my head. Kevin, do you know why Leia Salonga was not the singing voice? Um, no, but I'm thinking it's because she just was like doing didn't, like Broadway and like didn't want to. I don't know. <laughs> she was busy in Manila being like a superstar. And had she done Miss Saigon by this point? I, I think she had. Yeah. Saigon was the first one, yeah. Miss yeah. Saigon was 91. So she did that, and that's, like, winning the Tony was what got her to, like, Disney's right. Broadway. Because Howard Mankin was, like, very instrumental. Howard Mankin. Howard Mankin. Howard Ashman was very instrumental in being, like, we have to hire Broadway superstars to sing this stuff because they understand musicals. And they still do, thank Oz. Yeah, and so he was very big in then doing that, which is why they hired Leia right after she won the Tony to do a Jasmine. Kimberly, to answer your question, Randy Peterson and Kevin Quinn. Ah, my good friends. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Mickey was like, no, I ain't got time for this. Let's, uh, this brings us to the end of our episode. Before we end, um, let's go around and uh, say one thing, from the, just from the animated, the three animated, it's one thing that you take away from watching this time. Robin Williams is a genius. Yeah. Yeah, it yeah. holds up. It really, really holds up in many more more ways than one. Yeah. I, I was going to say, Robin Williams, that was my first, was Robin Williams is a genius. And also, like, Alan Macon is brilliant to be able to write with multiple brilliant men and create one voice through the whole show. Yeah. Mm. Um, I'd like to tell you Jay's favorite part of the film. Since sure, sure. Um, carpet. Carpet. Oh, carpet. yeah. Yeah, Carpet has such a personality without, yeah. like, without... It, yeah. Without speaking. Footstool from Beauty and the Beast. Yes. Or as, mm-hmm. I, I, as I like to call him, Rugman. Rugman. <laughs> Give me some tassel. So good. <laughs> I never knew what that was. I used to think as a kid that he said tassel. <laughs> and I didn't know that it was tassel. <laughs> So like watching it this time, I was like, "Oh, we all know, There were so many moments in this that I watched that the genie would go on a riff, and I'd be like, "Oh, I know what that is now." Yes, like I know like, the rest now. Even things um, when, he, when he mentioned Ozzy in like the third one, when Rob Williams mentioned Ozzy Smith or whoever he mentioned, who's like the dad from like Ozzy. my two sons or whatever. Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. And I was like, I'm old enough to know what that is. Like, there were so many jokes that I was just like, yes, I get that now. 
Um, well, on that note, uh, th thank you so much, Aaron and Haley, for joining us. What um, an honor. Thanks for we'll, having us again. Yeah, we'll let you know what we're going to watch for next week. Um, and, uh, you know, we, we're, we're going to look for something with unbelievable sights, indescribable feelings, soaring, <laughs> tumbling, freewheeling through an endless diamond sky, which is the quote we're ending with. Yes, oh, well nice. done, Brian. Yeah, good job. Thanks, guys. I did it. You that's actually did. that's actually my favorite lyric. I love uh, that. Uh, it's so See, good. I love every moment in red letter because I didn't know what that meant until I looked it up. <laughs> and I was like, "Well <laughs> done." Yesterday. Um, but you can what follow is it? them. Like Best a red letter time. moment is like it's like like a thing you'll never forget. Because the Romans used to mark in their calendar with a red letter if it was an important day. Oh. Um, but thank you all for joining us. You can find us on uh, Spotify. You can find us at uh, Broadway Podcast Network. iTunes, rate and review us there. Five, Five stars, stars, please. Thank you. Um, uh, of course, we, uh, you know, if you're listening to us on the podcast, um, you can find our take on the live action on our Patreon um, and the video as well. If you're watching us right now, you heard it. Yeah. Thanks for being a patron. Uh, thanks for being a patron very much. Um, we love you all. We hope you're doing well. Hi, Maisie. We love all our patronuses. Yes, and uh, uh, Adina is our newest uh, tier uh, jumper. Um, so she's on the next tier. So we want to give her a shout out. Thanks for uh, doing Work. that. Yeah. Um, but, um, you know, we, we want to, we hope you're all doing well. We hope you're all healthy and staying safe during this time. Um, we're happy that we can bring you more content, even though we're sad surrounding the circumstances, but you can count on us giving you more contents to keep you occupied. Um, thank you we're so here, much. Girl. We got you. We raise our glasses and we end it with cheers. Thanks everybody. Thanks guys. Cheers. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E.org because only together we rise. Step into the world of power, loyalty, and luck. I'm gonna make him an offer he can't refuse. With family, cannolis, and spins mean everything. Now, you wanna get mixed up in the family business. Introducing The Godfather at ChompaCasino.com. Test your luck in the shadowy world of The Godfather slot. Someday, I will call upon you to do a service for me. Play The Godfather now at ChompaCasino.com. Welcome to the family. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply.